Can you unravel the world's greatest mysteries? Can you explain the unexplained and find the pieces to the most puzzling cases? Or are you in Oakville and wondering what those weird jelly blobs that rained from the sky are? And is it okay to eat them with ice cream? Ugh, that's horrible. Spoil sport. Are you a myth buster? Or a myth truster? I'm Tiernan. And I'm Athena. Welcome to Bust or Trust. A kids' mystery podcast. And we are the Busters or Trusters. We look into some very strange stories from around the world. No mystery is too big for us. Monsters, ghosts and all types of the unexplained. Like... Why can't you stay up past your bedtime if you aren't feeling tired? Because then you won't have any energy in the morning. It's just not fair and it makes zero sense. We dive into all the evidence we can find and present all the facts, figures and testimonies. Then it's up to you, our chief detectives. You'll work out what it all means and make up your own mind. Is our case elf magic or elf tragic? Hmm. Are you a mythbuster like me? Because things aren't always what they seem. Or are you a myth-truster like me? Because the world is filled with things that will never make sense. It's not filled with them, is it? Otherwise, there'd be some in this room, and there aren't. Oh, yeah? Then explain what on earth that is. It's the vacuum cleaner, and you not knowing what it is explains a lot. We tell you at the end of the show just how to get in touch and you can let us know if you're on Team Buster or the best one, Team Truster. We'll also hear from you, our chief detectives, and your thoughts on the previous cases. So stay tuned. But until then, make sure you take notes, pay attention to all the information and start putting together your case. But before we do, here's a quick message for the grown-ups. Well, hello there, grown-ups. Did you know that we depend on your generosity and support to keep making Bust or Trust? If you subscribe and support Bust or Trust on Patreon or Apple Podcasts, you'll get access to lots of lovely extras like weekly subscriber bonus episodes with extra evidence, ad-free listening and early access to all our episodes. More to come soon. To support Bust or Trust, just click subscribe in Apple Podcasts or visit patreon.com forward slash Bust or Trust podcast. Or for more information, visit our website at bustortrust.com. The Case. What is our case for the Chief Detectives this week? I think you'll like this one. We are looking at the Hildefolk, the hidden people of Iceland. Mm, I'm not sure about this one, Athena. What? No way. Have we got a case that you finally don't believe in? Welcome to Team Buster, my friend. Don't be silly. I just think it's rude to talk about the Hildefolk when they're here and we could just ask them. What? What are you talking about? They aren't here. Well, how do you know? They're hidden, aren't they? How would you like it if I talked about you like you weren't here? Oh, that Athena. She's always saying things don't exist when they do. Rude, isn't it? I'll tell you what. If the Hilda folk want to reveal themselves at any point during this podcast, then we can just interview them instead. Deal? Deal. Now, have you got some facts on all this for our chief detectives? Or are you hiding them from us? I would never do that. The Hilda folk are found in folklore from Iceland which is a country between the very top of the North Atlantic Ocean and the Arctic Ocean. Iceland is known for its amazing and unusual landscape as it is split between tectonic plates. That means it has several volcanoes and geysers. 
Geysers are holes in the ground that erupt with very hot water and steam. Hildefolk are said to be supernatural beings that some people say are like humans. These mythical creatures live in a parallel world and can only be seen when they want to be. The Hildefolk beings are large in build, they usually wear grey clothes and have black hair. They live in hills or rocks and people also call them elves. Beside Hildefolk, there also appear to be Alphafolk, who are like the little magical elves we know from fairy tales or Christmas stories. People sometimes mix up these two kinds of elves because they both love nature and can be found near rocks, waterfalls, volcanoes and forests. They play a very important part in Icelandic culture and there are four holidays throughout the year that have a special connection to these elves. Some people believe in these elves, but others think they are just make-believe stories for tourists and kids to enjoy. But it's up to you, Chief Detectives, this week to decide. Are the Hildefolk really hiding in Iceland's mountains and rocks? Or is it very visible and clear to see that this is all just folk tales? Well, I have found three excellent pieces of evidence which will surely make you a myth truster. First piece of evidence. The first piece of evidence is how seriously the Hildefolk are taken by Icelandic people. They have elf experts who have to be consulted before construction work takes place, in case it might disturb the hidden people. Oh, I would love that job. There is also an elf school in the capital of Iceland, Reykjavik, where a former history professor, Magnus Skarf Piedersen, teaches people about sightings of the Hildefolk, some of which he's collected first-hand himself. He also knows many stories of hidden folk saving fishermen in a storm or a very unexciting tale of hidden folk borrowing a cow for its milk and then returning it to its owners the next day. Those have to be real stories. No one would write a fairy tale that was just about borrowing a cow and then returning it. It's also worth noting that in a number of surveys, more than 50% of people in Iceland believe the Hildefolk are real, or at least they refuse to deny that they aren't real. A former member of the Icelandic parliament even swears that his family was saved in a road accident by the elves. Mm, OK, I get what you mean about the stories. Iceland is a nation of writers, so if they were going to create a story about elves, you'd think they'd come up with something a bit more than they borrowed a cow and gave it back. But while you mention the surveys that say half of the country believes in them, there are other surveys that say it's only around 7% of the country that really does. Arnie Bjornsson, who works at the National Museum of Iceland, says it's actually a recent myth that only dates back to the 1970s and that people believe in them no more than they believe in Tarzan or Harry Potter. What is really interesting is how many researchers think that the stories about elves are like early versions of taking care of the environment. These tales often talk about how we should be friends with nature and how important it is to protect it. Because Iceland is a country with volcanoes, glaciers and geysers, by telling each other the stories of the Hildefolk, it reminds people that we can't boss around nature. I love that, and I think it's a very important reason to tell people about the Hildefolk. But it's also worth saying that even if Arne Björnsson at the National Museum of Iceland says they don't exist, his own family do have a tale about their encounter with the magical beings. The second piece of evidence is a little rocky, but I mean that in a good way. Second piece of evidence. Elf Hill is a large rock in Kopervush, a city just south of the capital of Iceland, that became famous when in the 1930s there were attempts to build a road through it. But every time the construction workers tried, something went wrong. 
Machines and vehicles kept breaking down for no reason, making it really tough to get the job done. The locals warned them it was because the rock was home to many elves. And eventually the workers decided to build the road in a different way, going round the rocks instead. That worked and they had no further issues. Fast forward to the 1980s and the construction companies thought about levelling the rocky area for more building. Just like before, machines and vehicles started to break for no apparent reason. Things also went missing, which was unusual because Iceland is known for being super safe. Ever since then, workers have refused to go near the site and Elfhill has been left alone for the elves to enjoy. That is strange that odd events happened in the same place, twice in a row, many years apart. But machines and vehicles do break down. And there have been similar stories of events which have certainly been exaggerated by newspapers looking for a good story. In 1971, also in the town of Korpavosh, a bulldozer broke down and damaged some pipelines while trying to move a number of rocks. The driver said it was because there were elves living in the rocks he was moving. But, by all accounts, he was just a careless driver and it was actually his own fault. He just blamed the elves. No one had ever mentioned that rock being an elf home before, but his comments became newspaper headlines and the story spread. When it comes to Elf Hill, there could be some pretty simple explanations for everything that happened. But the stories and excitement around it was so big that it made people think that something mysterious was going on. This is called misinformation, which means sometimes stories are told to be exciting and get everyone curious instead of telling the real facts of what actually happened. I do understand that, Athena, and it's something that everyone should be careful about when hearing and sharing stories. But there was no proof Elf Hill was just hype. And when you see the third piece of evidence, you'll realise elves tampering with roadworks is a common occurrence. Third piece of evidence. Our third piece of evidence is what happened when a home of some elves was covered in dirt. In 2015, a road in a part of Iceland called Siglafjorda was hit by a serious mudslide due to very heavy rainfall. Road workers were called in to clear it and they shoveled away 12 cubic metres of soil, the same size as three to four large beds stacked on top of each other. The workers dumped the dirt on top of a rock that is known locally to be the home of Hildefolk. This rock is called Alfkonjusten, or the Elfin Ladystone. And what happened next was a series of very unfortunate events to the workers and their machines. First, more mudslides hit the road, covering it in even more dirt than before. Then, one of the workers fell and hurt himself quite badly. The weather continued to be so bad they couldn't even use their machines, but that meant the soil couldn't be cleared and the area began to flood. Then there were more mudslides which washed many of the vehicles away. All of that happened on day one. On day two, a bulldozer broke down and a reporter fell into a pit of mud. He was covered in dirt up to his waist and had to be rescued. And then finally, the council realised the Alfkonjusten had been covered and the Icelandic Road Administration were happy to clear the area immediately. And as soon as the Elfin Ladystone was cleared, the strange incidents and awful weather immediately stopped. And to make sure this would never happen again, the town put up signs and markings all around Alfkonjusten. What you've just described there, Tiernan, is some really bad weather. Iceland is in a pretty unique spot sandwiched between tectonic plates and close to the Arctic Circle. And because of that, it suffers all kinds of strange and extreme weather. 
It's unlikely that covering one rock caused the mudslides. However, a few days of heavy rain certainly could have done. No wonder the vehicles didn't work after being stuck in all that mud. And the rock wasn't cleared until a year later, so it couldn't have been that urgent. These are good points, Athena, but Alfconishton and Elf Hill are just two of so many incidents that have happened when land, believed to have been inhabited by elves, was threatened by humans. I could list a lot more, but I'll be honest, they're not that easy to pronounce. And, you know, I'd just point out how many times there could be rational explanations for them. If these hidden people are actually there, it would be much easier if they could pop out for a bit and say hello, so we'd all know for sure. But then they might lose at the giant game of hide-and-seek they're playing. Welcome back to the International Hide-and-Seek Championships, where we're in the middle of one of the most heated contests we've ever seen. Or rather not seen, Stuart. How long has it been now since any of the contestants taking part have been visible? That is a good question, Carol. Just looking at the stats here, I don't think we've seen any of the contenders for at least three and a half years now. It really is some impressive hiding. What's this, Stuart? The Seeker is employing some interesting tactics here. I have to say she's been doing very well as I don't think any of us expected her to be on the field for quite as long as she has been. She's looking a little tired, but she does just keep on seeking. Yes, I agree. Astounding work so far, as it hasn't been easy. I think she's now checked every cupboard at least 612 times and under each bed possibly much more than that. But you are right. What she's doing now does seem like maybe she's had a bright idea and decided to change tactics. Is she? Yes, I think she is. That's right, she's checking behind those curtains. Smart move, very, very smart move. I don't believe it, she's done it. That is the Spanish contestant out, Matteo Sanchez. He had a bright future, but that really will put a dampener on him competing in further contests. Oh wait, she's pulling the curtain back all the way and... Three more contestants, China, France and Ghana are all out. I can't believe that they were all hiding in the same set of curtains. Well, they are professionals. They know a good spot when they see one. I think our seeker is now definitely on a roll. That's right, only 86 more contenders to find, so I think this could all be over very, very soon, Carol. I'm not so sure, Stuart. There are still so many spots left to check under the duvet, just behind the door, behind that bit at the top of the stairs. The possibilities really are endless. Well, I'm sure we can all agree, ready or not, the one thing we've all found is an incredible game. Shocker! Absolutely no one under that rug there. The game continues. That should definitely be part of the next Olympic Games. I agree, though I'm not sure how anyone would be able to find which venue it was being held at. Ah, good point. You know who isn't afraid to seek out all the evidence? That's right, our amazing chief detectives. Yes, and now it's up to you to decide. Are the Hildefolk of Iceland truly hiding away, or can we all see they don't exist? It's recapping the evidence time. Evidence Recap. The first piece of evidence is just how many people in Iceland believe in the hidden folk. They are taken very seriously and there are even experts that advise on construction work to make sure it doesn't bother the elves. But there are also surveys that say not many people believe in the Hilda folk at all and some experts say it's a very recent myth used mainly to remind us how we should look after nature. 
The second piece of evidence is Elf Hill, a large rock in an Icelandic town that's said to be the home of many hidden folk. Work took place to build a road through it in the 1930s and again in the 1980s, but both times a number of mysterious incidents took place and now workers have built a road around it instead. But there are similar stories that have been proved to be fake and just media hype. Tales to get people excited and curious, but they are not based on real facts. The idea that it's to do with elves could have been spread through newspaper headlines and gossip. The last piece of evidence is Alfkonishten, a rock where elves live in an Icelandic town. And when it was covered in dirt by road workers after a mudslide, a series of catastrophic events occurred. But they were all weather-based events and Iceland is a country that has very odd weather quite regularly. So now we're handing it over to you, Chief Detectives. What do you think? Are you a Hildefolk Mythbuster? Or a Hildefolk Mythtruster? We want to hear from you and most importantly, which side you're on. Though I think our chief detectives know there is no hiding that this is a Team Truster win. No way. Team Buster knows where to find the truth. Send us your voice notes with an explanation of why you're a Myth Truster or Myth Buster when it comes to the hidden people of Iceland. All you have to do is ask your grown-ups to help you email us your voice notes or thoughts to hello at bustertrust.com. Tell us your name age, what you think all the evidence means and please, please make sure your grown-ups give us permission to use your voice notes or emails in our next episode. You can also send us a question on Spotify Q&A but please get permission from your parents and don't include any personal details so we can publish them safely. We won't always be able to use all of them. But oh, we love to hear them so very much and here are some thoughts from you lot, our chief detectives, on the last few episodes. Hello, my name is Molly and I'm six and I'm a team buster because what if the the fairies were just butterflies? Hello, Molly, and I am so glad you're on Team Buster. But I'm also really glad that you've got a good reason. That's such a good point. What if they were just butterflies that people mistook for fairies? What do you think about that, Tiernan? Exactly. What a good reason to be on Team Buster, the best team. Molly, thanks so much for your message. But Team Buster, come on. What if actually butterflies are just fairies in disguise? Hmm? Well, exactly. But actually, you have made a very good point. Butterflies are also colourful. They do have pretty wings. And sometimes they do magic spells on passers. But oh no, sorry, I got carried away. Thanks for your comments. We love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed the show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Amazon Music or wherever you listen to your podcasts for more great episodes. We love to hear what you think, so please do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps more detectives find, bust or trust. We'll even read out some of the reviews on the show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for more Bust or Trust. Well done, Athena. I think the Hilda folk liked that episode a lot. How can you tell? They haven't said or done anything. Exactly. There's been no mudslides, none of our bulldozers have stopped working or anything like that. So I think they approve. Or they haven't done anything because they don't exist, Tiernan. Oh, um, pretty sure that was just my stomach. Lunch? Yeah, and maybe we get a few extra sandwiches for the Hilda folk, just in case. <laughs> <laughs>